All righty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. It is uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Hard to believe, Wiz. And uh, for me, who has probably been one of the biggest naysayers of Thursday Night Football, uh, I get to be disgusted three times over this Thanksgiving with uh, three games instead of one game on a Thursday. Wiz, how are you today? How quickly this season is just flying by. We're on week 12 already, and uh, you know, the NFL moved the season back. Everyone's, every team's playing another game, the fantasy football, regular season, the playoffs has moved back as well. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to believe that we're uh, approaching the Week 12 games already. Yeah, but it is Week 12, and again, probably in the final leg of your schedule. If you have that 14-game schedule, three weeks left. So uh, important games for fantasy owners to stay competitive, and uh, Guru and Wiz are here to try to help everybody get through it, and uh, we're going to get right to it. Uh, so waiver wires, we've got – so it's a complicated week, obviously, because you have the three games on Thanksgiving, so probably a lot of waivers are, are running today. Uh, you also have two teams off, the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so lots of decisions to be made. There are some big injuries out there still, and, and some of those questions you know, are not going to be exactly answered, uh, e- e- even right this second. Like CeeDee Lamb, for example, we don't know if he's going to play or not. I, I lean towards him not playing, but – uh, there'll be some decisions having to be made uh, around some of these things. So let's get the quarterback whiz where you've, you've got some guys, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes out. You've got some guys banged up. You know, I, I look quickly at a lot of my leagues, you know, Cam Newton last week, certainly, uh, certainly looked very good in his return to the starting quarterback uh, for, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Andy Dalton to me, is, is very intriguing. The fact that he is going to be uh, starting this week against a lousy Detroit Lions team. Uh, I think that's one. Taylor Heineke continues to play well, and you called everything about that uh, Houston Texan game last week. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is intriguing. The last player I'm going to leave with you is a player for tonight, Wiz. I don't, you know, he didn't touch the ball last week. They gave him another huge bonus extension with all kinds of. Uh, Bells and whistles attached to it. Uh, but are we potentially looking at Taysom Hill taking over at starting quarterback in New Orleans? Yeah, I definitely think uh, that's a distinct possibility. Um, for giving him that money, I, I just don't uh, view that as him being a specialty type player. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, I, they're not going to make the move for the game tomorrow. But I think if Buffalo beats the Saints decisively, or, you know, Simeon does not play great. Um, I can see them making that, that switch when they have the, you know, the long 10 days off until the next game. But uh, my number one priority in most leagues uh, that is available is Tyrod Taylor, who was my break to sleep quarterback last week. I predicted he'd run him in. Um, And he's going to run the ball against the Jets as well. He's going to take off and run. I think if the conditions are in a torrential downpour like they won against the Texans, I believe he's going to connect with uh, Brandon Cooks in his game multiple times. So uh, in terms of quarterbacks, free agent Tyra Taylor, if he's available in the leagues, is is a guy that uh, I'm looking at. And I, I don't know if someone like Carson Wentz is if people still don't believe in him or whatever, but I think he's playing enough that if he's available in any leagues, he he should be rostered. But if he's not, he's another player that I would uh, look to start this week. But uh, just considering how available the quarterbacks are, I would say Tyrod Taylor would be my number one process, my number one priority. 
Okay, uh, sounds good. Uh, running back, some interesting developments, uh, both in Tennessee, where the release of Adrian Peterson has taken place. We saw Dal- Dalton Hilliard uh, become a key part of that passing game last week with Jeremy McNichols being out. Uh, the Jets have lost Michael Carter for two to three weeks. Uh, what that means, I think it means Tyron uh, Ty Johnson, who I've liked uh, a lot over the last p- few years, will be the guy to own for the Jets. Uh, that New England situation still still has a lot of answering. Wiz, I really do think Matt Breed is on the cusp of, of really getting the, the the main guy in that backfield in Buffalo. Uh, if he's available in some leagues, I don't think he should be. And I think we've got a big hodgepodge mess in Seattle. Uh, Alex Collins, Rashad Penny's hurt again. But DJ Dallas might be a name that you want to look at uh, on the waiver wire at the running back position. Yeah, that Seahawks situation seems very, very muddled. I just don't ever think they'll get to a point where one guy will be, you know, will get all of the carries and, and, and the other guys will just get a few scattered carries. I, I just think it's going to be a situation to avoid the Texan situation. They released, you know, they traded Ingram. They released Lindsey. They're down to David Johnson and Rex Brotake. I like 18 carries. I know they signed Royce Freeman. That's that's an ugly one, but the, your guy, Ty Johnson, um, someone who you've liked even when Michael Carter was there, uh, and now with Michael Carter gone for at least multi, you know, so that, that it, you know, anytime you have that kind of injury, that's kind of look like it's going to be multi weeks that he's going to miss time. Ty Johnson, if he's available, is just a must add and running back in all weeks. All right, was great. Now, uh, wide receiver, uh, I've looked through the list. First of all, you asked me a point-blank question last week. I was dead wrong on Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who scored on a long touchdown. Uh, Lazard out of the picture. Even with uh, an injury to Aaron Rodgers, a big game from uh, Valdez-Scantling. So uh, I'm sure a name that will be popular uh, this coming week. Uh, Elijah Moore, uh, we've talked about him for a number of weeks now. He should not be available on waiver wires. Um, Although you know, arguably could take a downgrade with Zach Wilson at quarterback because that's who's starting uh, with COVID for Mike White and Joe Flacco. Um, I, I've seen Tyler Boyd pop up on a few waiver wires. I, I, I don't think that should be the case in a few leagues, some of the more shallow leagues. Um, I think you want to look at that Cowboy situation, whether you want to take a stab at C.J. Wilson or Noah Brown because you're going to be without Amari Cooper and probably going to be without uh, Lamb. And I guess the other one, Wiz, is all those injuries in uh, in Tennessee. Uh, AJ Brown banged up. No Julio. Uh, they lost Marcus Johnson. But uh, you've you've got Westbrook, and you've got uh, the the rookie who they cut and then repicked up Fitzpatrick uh, as potential pickups at the wide receiver position. Yeah, Westbrook is is the guy. I guess yeah, people have to circle back to another play hole. I'm interested to see how he gets used in these last um, six, seven weeks of the season is your New York football Giants. I watched the Giants play, and, you know, the the play calling aside, which was horrendous, uh, you know, I just want to see the Giants let Kadarius Kadarius Tony play, let him play the most snaps out of all the receivers. I mean, quite frankly, I've seen enough of the other guys already. Like, I've seen enough of Slayton and Galladay. They just can't get open. They just cannot get any separation. When you watch Kadarius Tony, it looks like every single time he touches the ball, he's going to do something exciting with it or make big plays with it. I just, you know, I, I would think that you as a Giant fan would like to see it as well. I, you know, I'm just keeping my eye on in that Giants situation. 
situation. Darius Tony, if the Giants are going to say he's going to be our number one guy the rest of the way, we 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 made a mistake with the Galilee money. Slayton is just not producing, so we got to see what we can get with the with the rookie from Florida. Well, look, the giant uh, the the giant rip apart is upon us, right? Uh, the firing of Jason Garrett should have never been hired. It was a lousy head coach for the Cowboys. I think he has pictures of both Jerry Jones and the Maris at this point. Uh, those Jersey Princeton connections, backup quarterback for the Giants. Jason Garrett should never coach in the league again. He's a terrible coach. Uh, so I feel really strongly about that. You and I both talked about Galladay as being an absolute no-touch uh, coming into this season. Uh, we do look very correct on that one at this point in time. Uh, Dave Gettleman is on his way out. Daniel Jones is on his way out. Like, this is a complete reclamation project. And I think Joe Judge is the right guy to kind of lead it. But, you know, the pieces need to be ripped apart. The the talent evaluators, all that stuff needs to happen. But I agree with you on Tony. Uh, no question about it. And, and let's see. Uh, uh, now, again, the guy that they have in charge right now as interim uh, offensive coordinator is a guy you and I both think is a complete dunderhead, and that's uh, Freddie the Bass Fisherman uh, Kitchens. But nonetheless, uh, it has to be better than what we've seen over the last few weeks. So I- I'm not going to push back on what you're saying. One other guy, Wiz, you know, Jamal Agnew uh, is out for the year, and uh, he's been very disappointing this year. I thought he was going to have a very good year, but they're going to have really no choice to put LaVisca Chenault to work in Jacksonville. He is on a lot of waiver wires and leagues I'm in, uh, and I think worth a look as well. Just another player, you know, kind of in that mold. I, you know, I only mention him, you know, you, you know how much that uh, 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 Urban Meyer did want Kadarius Tony in this draft, but he's going to have to make some use of, uh, of uh, Mr. Chenault uh, kind of going forward here. Yeah, I mean, if he's available in your league, he's just certainly going to get a lot of volume. I, I just think next year it'll be a different head coach there and all that kind of stuff, but um but uh, certain, certainly if he's available, he, he's just really a guy that's uh, going to get a lot of volume, certainly. All right. And the tight end, I was very disappointed to see that Adam Troutman, uh, who was really coming on as a, as a part of this passing game, it, it was put on IR. So that was one of the guys that I was kind of looking at this week as a potential ad. That's not going to happen. Uh, maybe Juwan Johnson gets an opportunity in this offense. Uh, they've listed Nick Vanette as the guy that's going to replace him, but I'm not kind of so- sold on that, at least – from the pass catching standpoint, I think the one guy whiz at tight end that stands out to me uh, is Austin Hooper. Um, I know Njuku had a couple of good games early on in the year, but Austin Hooper is just a guy that's so reliable. I think for 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 uh, for Baker Mayfield, uh, you've got a banged up uh, Jarvis Landry now, and I think that as the season winds on here. Austin Hooper is going to be a huge beneficiary. I liked him in my prop bets last week. I hit on that one. Uh, he, he's a guy that I'd be focusing on if you need hype, uh, help at tight end uh, as a pickup. Uh, other than that, was I, I really didn't see a lot of guys other than those two situations that, that I just talked about. Yeah, I think all the other tight ends are rostered at this point. Um, you know, and uh, look, the, the receiving core for the, for the Browns is just so depleted that the Browns are playing with a lot of 12 personnel. So, uh, Njoku and um, and Hooper often are on the field at the same time, so it's not like you know uh, they're playing with one or the other. So with that being said, I, I would agree with you. I mean, Hooper's probably the best of the bunch that's not rostered in most uh, fantasy football leagues. 
All right, good stuff. All right, Wiz. So uh, we get to play uh, little DraftKings with three games instead of like a one a one game showcase this time around uh, with the three games on Thanksgiving to remind everybody uh, the Bears and the Lions. Uh, in, 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 for the appetizer, uh, that's not going to be very appetizing as a game, I don't think. Uh, but nonetheless, that's what we're looking at. I think the Raiders and, and Dallas is a very interesting game um, and a game that loses a lot of luster given some of the personnel stuff that's going on. And the Bills are traveling to New Orleans to square off against the Saints. So those are the games. Uh, so let's take on uh, DraftKings Wiz. And um, I, I'm going to start us off, Wiz, because I, I feel pretty strongly about this one. I'm going to focus on one guy and one guy only at quarterback, I think, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned how that Raider, um, Raider-Cowboy game plays out. I have no interest tackling the New Orleans situation. I think Josh Allen might have some trouble in, an, in a noisy Superdome. Uh, so based on all of those things I said, Andy Dalton is the quarterback that I want to own this week against the lousy Lions. Oh, boy. That is some pick. I mean, I think you should hit – for a good amount on DraftKings if you're right in that one. I don't see it without Allen Robinson there. Mooney's banged up. I think the Lions' defense played pretty well. Um, I don't know. I I understand the thinking, and especially you're getting uh, some salary relief as Andy Dalton at 5500 but um, I just may pay up for Josh Allen or either Prescott or, Der- or Carr in the uh, – in the Raider Cowboy game, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't trust it. Um, I, I just that game. I just have an opinion on that game, and I just think uh, it's not with Andy Dalton playing well. But you know, at least with that pick, it'll allow you to play some more guys at, uh, at other positions that uh, you feel much more confident at the skill positions. Yep. Okay. All right. I know. I look. I, I realize I'm kind of pushing against the grain here. I think I have a little bit of a view on that Dallas Raider game, which is probably impacting kind of my thought process. That'll kind of come out in my game line and uh, and, and prop bet side of things. But uh, let's let's move on to running back. To me, uh, the running back that is is a must use this week is is Montgomery from the from the uh, from the Bears. I just think uh, he got his feet back under him this week. Uh, that's a player that I will be targeting in a lot of leagues. Uh, I won't be targeting Josh Jacobs or, or Zeke Elliott. I'll be staying away from those guys. Uh, another guy, and it's going to be um, a two-unit play for me when we get to prop bets, but I think Tony Pollard is the guy to own uh, this week across the board. And I mentioned, uh, you know, sneaking in Matt Breida, uh, salary relief. I like sneaking in both Matt Breida, and I don't know what's going on running back for the Saints was, but uh, I think I think Mr. Jones, Tony Jones, uh, is probably worth a look, especially on a Thursday game, no Kamara and a banged up uh, marking room. Yeah, and now with running back, I'm with you uh, on a lot of the things that you said. Uh, I, you know, I think Tony Jones is a, is a good guy to sprinkle in there. I'm going to make Matt Breeder my key guy at running back on DraftKings this week. Um, I am just sick of watching those two slugs, Singletary and Zach Moss. I've picked up Mad Breeder in several leagues uh, just because I just I see it coming. Um, the, the Bills just do not get any explosive plays out of the running game. Their running game does not complement their passing game. It doesn't complement Josh Allen running the ball. I like Mad Breeder this weekend. I think he could be the best running back going forward the rest of the season. 
to the Bills, and I'm all over him at 4,800. I like your thinking with Pollard as well at 5,600. Montgomery seems like a safe enough play. Uh, Swift, I think, is fine if you want to pay up for him at 7,300. Uh, I don't trust Elliott once the game starts to be out there for uh, all the snaps, so I'm going to you know avoid him at 8,000. But uh, Breeder, Pollard make perfect sense to me. Those are the two running backs that I'm going to key to the Thanksgiving DraftKings. All right, and since I let off at both QB and running back, I'm going to allow you to do that at wide receiver and tight end. So at, at wide receiver, a lot of this hinges on what the news is on CeeDee Lamb. Uh, CeeDee Lamb plays. I'm playing him in all formats in, in this matchup. Um, if he doesn't play, I may even have to consider Cedric Wilson or Michael Gallup. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, you know, use those guys um, depending on what the status is of of, of CD Lamb. CD Lamb, if he plays, and I'll sprinkle in the other two Cowboys just because I want a lot of equity in that Raider Cowboy game. It just figures. It feels like it, it'll be the highest scoring game of the day. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. I think Diggs, if you get salary relief, which I am at running back, I think you could play. He's fine at 7,900. Um, and then a, a player further down, the Bears have not been able to cover slot receivers all year long. I'm on St. Brown, 4,200. He's going to be in a lot of my DraftKings Thursday lineups. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on the last one with St. Brown. I, I, I agree with you. And the Bears have a lot of injuries at the linebacker position as well. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. Diggs, uh, if, if, to your point, if Lamb is out, I'm going to be looking at CD, uh, C.J. Wilson. That's definitely a guy. I like Renfro this week, Wiz. Um, I think uh, he's a guy, you know, with, with all the attention that will be put on uh, Darren Waller, I, I think Renfro will be a guy that benefits from that. Um, in that passing attack. I know you said that Mooney's banged up, but I, I just think that there's no other choice who to throw it to. And uh, I don't know, every once in a while, this Bear-Detroit-Lion matchup on Thanksgiving does produce something interesting. And I think I know Mooney's hurt, but he's the only you know real offensive weapon at the receiver position for the Bears. And uh, if he's well enough to get out there and make it happen, uh, he should do some stuff against this defense. Yeah, I you know. Yeah, I would, you know, can't disagree with any of that. I just, you know, you're never quite sure with the injuries uh, with the with these players. So uh, let's move along to tight end. Um, if CeeDee Lamb is out, Dalton Schultz will be in every single one of my lineups. He'll be in a bunch of them anyhow, but he'll be in 100% of my lineups if CeeDee Lamb is out. It's just, a, it's just at this point, the, the pass catcher that I believe Prescott has the most confidence in uh, if, if Lamb is out. Um, so Dolphin Schultz will be in 100% of my lineups if Lamb's out, and I'll be in a bunch of them anyhow if Lamb's in. I think Hawkinson can wake up a little bit in this game, but I actually prefer Dolphin Schultz at 5,300 over Hawkinson at 52. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing Darren Waller if you're getting relief at other positions at 6,400. I think another interesting guy with the the situation with the Raiders, I I think if you want to really take a shot on a player who's going to be low-owned, Foster Rowe at tight end could catch a touchdown and a couple of passes. I think he's interesting. And uh, 
whole Komet was quiet last week, but as you alluded to, Dalton does not have many options to throw the ball to. So I, I think a 3,700 Cole Komet, I just feel he'll be a player that is highly, highly owned, and you won't get any ownership leverage with that player. I think uh, Moreau is a player that you will get ownership leverage and even a little bit more salary leverage. So those are basically my thoughts at tight end. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Waller in this game um, just because, he, like I said, the attention that he's going to get. So um, I'll probably shy away from that. I would definitely agree with you on Schultz. Uh, I'd probably add Dawson Knox to the mix. But again, both Knox and Komet, uh, to your point, will be highly owned guys. Uh, but I think both of those, especially, you know, with the situation in Buffalo with a, a banged up Beasley, uh, you know, Dawson Knox gets a big benefit from that. Um, and, and I think the other guy I'm just going to throw out there, you know, I'm looking for a kind of break the slate guy here would be Juwan Johnson with no Adam Troutman. Uh, he's going to be a guy that I don't know, could be the, you know, one offensive weapon that could kind of show up uh, at a very, very low price that, that most people would not be looking at. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and just moving to defense, which is something that we rarely talk about with DraftKings, and if we ever do, it's mostly you that has an idea of defense. I'm a, I think the Lions at 2400 uh the lowest price defense. I just think their defense at times has played well this year, and uh, I don't know. I just think this could be one of those games where the Lions get their first one of the year, and a lot of it to do to their defense. So, um I think the Lions at 2,400 will be on most of my lineups this week. So, so I will say this about the Lions, Wiz. Uh, you know, they have been fairly competitive. I mean, look, they, they threw out a guy like Boyle last week, which was, you know, he's he's not ready for any kind of football. Um, but, but Dan Campbell's team, uh, look, I think he's a, at the end of the day, hopefully he has enough time to kind of fix this. But the Lions go out and fight every week. Jared Goff stinks. We know that. Uh, so there's, that, that'll be a permanent change at the end of the day. Uh, we do like, both of us like that pick of Penny Sewell, at, you know, at the offensive line position for them. Um, you know, this is a work in progress. And I, I think Dan Campbell is the right guy to lead this team. And I think you'll see that fire uh, on Thursday, uh, you know, really in the only opportunity that the Lions get to display themselves on national television. So, uh, yeah. Interesting pick there at, at 2400 I, I like that from a salary uh, relief perspective. All right, so let's go to the game lines, Wiz. Um, the Bears are laying three. Uh, 41.5 is the over-under. Uh, in the Cowboy uh, Raider game, the Cowboys are favored by 7.5. Uh, 51 is the over-under. And the nightcap, Wiz, uh, the Bills and the Saints, 6.5 is the spread. The Bills are favored by 6.5 uh, in, in the uh in the New Orleans Saints Superdome, and 45, last I looked, was the over-under for that game. Yeah, so I like I like two of these games. I, I, I'm tempted I'm tempted to take the over in the Cowboy Raider game, but I just can't make that call <clears throat> until I just know the status of, of CeeDee Lamb. So I'm going to leave that to be. But the other two games I really like. Uh, I think the Lions are going to beat the Bears tomorrow, and... I just think this is going to be a game where the Lions are going to want to win this game more than the Bears are going to want to win this game. I think the Bears are going to just not even be interested in being there. I think there's a lot of sentiment around the team that the coach is fighting for his job. I don't think this is a situation where the players, uh, you see in some situations when they hear that, how hard they play. And I'm not going to say any NFL player is not going to play hard, but I just don't feel they're going to fight 
for this guy to save his job. I think the Lions have battled and battled and battled. I think this line is wrong, to be honest with you. I think this line should be pick em. I really like the Lions plus three in this game. It's, the point spread will not matter in this game. Like, if the Lions play a horrendous game, which they're capable of, and the Bears have some terrific players, you know, or, you know, Red, Certainly Montgomery's a, a terrific player and some of their players on defense. So if it's one of those games, it's not going to be a close game where the Bears are going to win. I think it will be either a game where the Lions play an absolute clunker or the game that I think it's going to be where the Lions are going to want to win this game more. They're going to have more desire to be there and playing. And I love the Lions to win this game. And I don't even care about the three points. I think they're going to win the game. Uh, no view on the Cowboy game without really knowing what they're doing on C.D. Lamb. And the other game is the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are going to take their frustrations out on the Saints. The Bills have not won a game this year by less than 12 points. It's either been they've lost the game outright or they've won the game by 12. I'm laying the six and a half, and I'm feeling very, very confident about the Bills. That's what I have to say. Just two sides, nothing on any of the totals. Okay, so uh, I, I am with you on the Lions, uh, so we're in complete agreement. I, I think they're the team that's going to come to play, uh, and I think the line is wrong as well. I, I do think it should be closer to pick them more one point, so I, I'm with you there. Uh, I see the other game that I'm, I'm looking at, Wiz, is if C.D. Lamb does not play, I am going to be betting the under in the Cowboy Raider game, uh, but I'm waiting to hear that one. Right now that line is at 51 I'm not sure what's going on, but if it stays at 51 uh, and no C.D. Lamb, I'm taking the under in that game. That's the caveat that I'm going to use uh, to play that game. Yeah, I mean, I understand what the thinking is with that. Uh, I just think they played such a clunker offensively. They're going to want to get them back on track. So I don't really have a feel for that game. I'm, I'm probably just going to take a pass either way, but... I see what you're going to do there. And uh, if C.D. Lamb plays, is it just a patch for you? What are you going to do with Lamb those day? Yeah, if, Lamb, if Lamb's not there, I, I, if Lamb's not there, I'm not, I'm not playing the game. I'm staying away from it. All right. And did you have any thoughts on the Saints and Bills? The, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I think the one stat that you bring out is the fact that, that when, when the Bills have won, it's been by double digits. Obviously, they've had some bad losses over that period of time as well. But when they come to play... Uh, I know they're going to be playing in a very noisy stadium, so that's the one thing, you know, how the, how the Bills handle that. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, the Saints really aren't – this is not the same Saints that we've seen over the years. Uh, so I understand the, the rationale and thinking, uh, but I'm personally not touching the game. I just wonder one of the stat about that game is the Bills have lost three games um, – four games, I should say. Um, and the prior three games that they've lost – They've come back and they've walloped their opponents every single time. So I'm hoping the trend continues with that and this trend continues with them winning games by double digits more. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, I guess that's basically our thoughts for Thanksgiving's players, DraftKings, free agents, and, uh, and, and, and the sides for the games. Uh, so how about player props, Wiz? Did you, did you happen to take a look at player props uh, for, for the Thanksgiving games at all? I, I did. I mean, I'm not... I I looked and I was interested to see if they put up something for Brita. Uh, he's not up there. They have those two other slugs up there, Singletary and Moss. I'm going to take a pass as far as all the player props. I was interested in a little bit in the, in the Montaigne Brown. He was at um, five, 
I think in the 30s. Yeah, 31 and a half. That's correct. Yeah, 31 and a half. So he was someone I was looking at, but um, I I did not really have any strong views. Number one, I think a lot revolves as CeeDee Lamb is playing in the middle game. um, And... um, and as far as the first game, they're still not sure if Goff is going to be the quarterback. So I looked it over, and there was nothing that I just said I have to play. So I know you have some views. Uh, yeah, I do. I have two. Um, and the one, one is a two-unit play. Uh, it's Thursday, turnaround time. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott did get nicked up in that game. We know that the Raiders can't stop anybody on the ground. Uh, but I'm going to take the over on Tony Pollard, total yards, 58-and-a-half, two-unit play whiz. Uh, I just think Pollard, especially if you'd say that, uh, that that Lamb is out of the picture, you'll just see more running from this Cowboy team. And Pollard just is a different dynamism when it comes to when he touches the football. So that's a two-unit play for me, especially if Lamb is out. It's, it's, it might even go to a three-unit play. Uh, I, I just think he'll be an integral part of what they do on the offensive side of the football uh, in, in this particular game. Uh, and the other one is, Wiz, I, I think um, I think with the noise and the pass rush of, of, of the New Orleans Saints, we saw Jalen Hurts running all over the field last week. 34 and a half for Josh Allen. We know the ineffectiveness of that running game. I like the over for Josh Allen rushing yards, 34 and a half against the Saints. Yeah, I like Pollard. You know, I mentioned him on DraftKings as well. So I I, I definitely could see that uh, play. And, uh, yeah, the Josh Allen one is a – is a, is a good idea as well because uh, it just seems when these Bills have these type of games, these must-win big games, that he looks to take off and run. So I, I could see that as well. So, uh, you know, I think uh, two interesting ideas and uh, definitely with you on them. All right, Wiz. Well, the good thing is, uh, you know, last Thanksgiving was was a weird one. A lot of us uh, did not get together with family or friends. Uh, it, it was certainly a challenge. You know, we, we, we want to take this time to thank everybody, obviously, that that listens and supports us. Um, Wiz, I'm going to wish you a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that everybody is able to get together with friends and family this Thanksgiving because it was such an unusual one last year. Uh, and then we do have a lot to be thankful for. for. It, it certainly has been a very very long time, almost on two years as uh, us dealing as a society with COVID. So kind of crazy. Uh, football's been a good relief from that. And, and, and they've had the ability to keep the games coming each and every week. Uh, so very happy to, to see that it will be a big part of Thanksgiving again and fans in the stadium and all that. So, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Wiz, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, you know, in, in, enjoy, enjoy the games. And uh, obviously we'll have a lot to talk about uh, on either Friday or Saturday, depending on when we talk, uh, when it comes comes to the uh, weekend action uh, this coming weekend uh, for the games uh, for week 12 of the NFL season. Yeah, and I'd just like to <clears throat> echo all of your sentiments and I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. The people that listen, enjoy it, and uh, making money with the, with, you know, listening to the podcast, especially on these uh, <clears throat> prop bets uh, that we've been doing very, very well with. And uh, I'll just give everyone one piece of advice in terms of Thanksgiving and football together tomorrow. I would not eat until 4 o'clock. That cranberry sauce may be tough to get down if you're watching that Bears-Lions game. (laughs) I do agree with that, Wiz. I do agree with that. Not a good appetizer, as we said. But happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll be back later in the week to discuss uh, the weekend's action. So, Wiz, great job as always. And uh, enjoy. You too. Thank you.